0: If you're like the majority of creative business owners, your inbox has a thousand unread emails in it. And that gets a little overwhelming at some point in time. You have the best intentions of getting to inbox zero, but it never happens. So maybe you consider bringing on a virtual assistant, maybe you consider bringing on a team member to kind of help you tackle your inbox, to help reduce that overwhelm associated with looking at that notification number on your phone every single day. And can you have a virtual assistant, can you have an independent contractor handle those kinds of tasks for you? That's exactly what we're gonna cover in this week's episode of Ask Kiff. Hi, I'm Tiffany Staley, founder of The Artist JD, a place designed to add ease to the legalese of running your creative business. This week's question comes to us from Elizabeth in California. Elizabeth asks, does requiring my virtual assistant to use a specific email, such as info@mycompany.com, for correspondence on my behalf, cross the line from independent contractor to employee? so you're probably familiar with the sorting hat from harry potter that the students came in and this magical sorting hat put them into one of four clans you have to do a very similar thing when you bring on a team member you have to have a sorting hat to decide if they're an independent contractor or an employee and there's no cut and dried rules around when that they cross the line there's a series of about 20 factors that the irs uses which i'll give you a link to a workbook that's going to walk you through those factors and those factors kind of you add one together you kind of look at it in total and then you look at those factors together and you decide which hat gets placed on that team member do they get to have the hat of independent contractor which a lot of creative business owners want them to have or do they have to have the hat of employee So when it comes to Elizabeth's question in particular about having a team member have an official your domain name email address and answering correspondence on your behalf, there were five factors that I think kind of swing that person from being an independent contractor into having to be an employee. So what are those five factors? The big factor is that they are doing a service that's integrated into your business. They are performing customer service on your behalf. They are being the forward-facing customer manager for your business. And it's really hard to say that an independent contractor is that person. An independent contractor often needs to be someone who's providing a supplementary service to your business. For example, you own a brick and mortar retail shop and the pipes break and you bring a plumber in to fix it or you bring a handyman in to install something. Doing repairs to your brick and mortar shop is not what your brick and mortar shop is about. Having a retail clerk as an independent contractor is probably not going to be able to happen because selling things to your customers is an integral part of what you're doing business. And in this case, if your independent contractor is answering emails to do forward-facing customer relations, to do things like book appointments for you, answer customer inquiries, do those kinds of things, that is integral to the products or services you're providing. So the second factor that kind of shies away from allowing them to be an independent contractor is you're providing them the primary tool that's necessary to do their job. The email address, you've provided them the email address that's a requirement in order to answer those emails yes an email address is not an expensive tool but it is the tool necessary to do the job so that factor also is going to swing towards employee the third factor is if they are doing a job that's replacing an employee so customer service for most Businesses is a, an employee's job. It's something that is involved, maybe a portion of somebody's job, or in a big enough business, that's all someone does. But customer service, answering emails, booking appointments, doing those kinds of things in order to generate revenue and keep customers happy, that is an integral portion of your business and a job that an employee normally does. The and fifth factors have to do with the skill level required and the training that they need in order to answer emails. So they're probably coming into this job with things like emotional intelligence and maybe a customer service background or some sort of virtual assistant background, but that's not a job that requires kind of advanced training. And you're probably gonna to wanna to be providing them some training about how they can and can't answer emails. Things like what your brand tone is, what your voice is, how you handle things, what your processes are. And because you're gonna to have to provide them some training and they don't have a ton of skills, those fourth and fifth factors also are gonna kind of turn them into an employee. Unfortunately, our sorting hat is going to put them into the bucket of being an employee for your business and not an independent company contractor. And this isn't one of those situations that you could change some things in order to kind of put them into the box of independent contractor, take away roles and responsibilities or those kinds of things to kind of put them in that independent contractor bucket. So unfortunately, if you're going to have someone being kind of the forward facing customer service person for your business, that kind of intermediary for the public with your business, then they're probably going to have to be in that employee bucket. Thanks so much for a great question, Elizabeth. Make sure you tune in next week when we're gonna talk about how you can utilize photographs that your clients and customers take and post on social media in your own social media accounts and on your website. You won't wanna miss that episode. If you've got a question you want me to cover in an upcoming episode, make sure you leave it in the comments below. Before you go, make sure you click the link to that playlist. It covers all the Ask If episodes to date. And if you haven't hit that subscribe button, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can get notified as soon as the next episode drops. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.